Welcome to AI Unraveled, demystifying frequently asked questions on artificial intelligence, the podcast where we dive deep into the latest AI trends. Join us as we explore groundbreaking research, innovative applications, and emerging technologies that are pushing the boundaries of AI. From ChatGPT to the recent merger of Google Brain and DeepMind, we will keep you updated on the ever-evolving AI landscape. Get ready to unravel the mysteries of AI with us. In today's episode, we'll cover the following topics. Chemical induction of Yamanaka factors for age reversal, strategies to reduce data bias in machine learning, Pangeanic services to prevent bias in AI, Winnow and Elon Musk's XAI initiatives, Meta's commercially licensed open source LLM, China's proposal for licensing generative AI models, assessing synthetic data quality, the impact of AI chatbots on support staff, BARD's features and availability, the memory to processor gap and the potential of analog chips in AI, challenges and opportunities of analog AI chips, the Turing test and the limitations of GPT-4, recent developments in the AI industry, and resources such as the Wondercraft AI platform and AI Unraveled book, So here's some really fascinating research for you. Scientists have discovered a way to reverse the cellular aging process by chemically reprogramming cells. We all know that as we age, we start to lose important epigenetic information that affects our overall well-being. But guess what? This process can actually be reversed. In previous studies, researchers found that introducing certain factors into mammalian cells, known as the Yamanaka factors, OCT4, SOX2, and KLF4, can bring back youthful DNA methylation patterns, transcript profiles, and tissue function. And the best part, the cells still maintain their original identity thanks to active DNA demethylation. Now the scientists have taken it a step further. They've developed high-throughput cell-based assays that can distinguish between young and old cells, as well as senescent or aging cells. They've used transcription-based aging clocks and a real-time nucleocytoplasmic compartmentalization assay to create these screenings. And guess what they found? Six different chemical cocktails that can reverse cellular aging and rejuvenate human cells in less than a week, all without compromising the cell's identity. So what does this mean? Well, it means that rejuvenation and age reversal can be achieved not just through genetics, but also through chemical means. This discovery opens up a whole new realm of possibilities for combating the aging process and promoting healthier, more youthful cells. Exciting stuff, right? When it comes to reducing data bias in machine learning, there are a few strategies that can be helpful. Dr. Sanjeev M. Narayan, a professor of medicine at Stanford University, acknowledges that completely eliminating bias from existing data is currently unrealistic. However, there are ways to mitigate the risks and improve data outcomes. One important aspect is determining if the available information is representative enough for its intended purposes. By observing the modeling processes, we can gain insights into the biases and understand why they occurred. It's also important to consider which tasks should be left to machine learning and which ones would benefit from human involvement. Further research in this area is needed. It's also crucial to focus on diversity in the creation of AI. Different demographics can have personal biases that they may not even be aware of. For example, computer scientist Joy Adewa Bulamwini discovered racial discrimination in facial detection systems through a small experiment using her own face. 
By addressing diversity in AI creation, we can work towards reducing bias. When it comes to the types of bias, there are several to be aware of. Systemic biases occur when one group is favored over others, leading to unfair practices. Selection bias can occur if the sample used isn't representative of the analyzed group. Underfitting and overfitting refer to models that don't adequately fit the data or learn from inaccurate entries. Reporting bias involves including only certain subsets of results in the analysis. Overgeneralization bias occurs when a single event is applied to future scenarios without proper justification. Implicit bias involves making assumptions based on personal experiences, and automation bias refers to relying on AI-generated information without verification. By being aware of these biases and implementing strategies to address them, we can work towards reducing data bias in machine learning. Pangeanic, a global leader in natural language processing, understands the importance of avoiding bias in AI and machine learning. They offer a range of services that can help combat biases of all kinds. One crucial aspect of bias prevention is ensuring unbiased data collection. It is essential to gather data in a controlled manner, fully acknowledging the implications of incorrect data procedures. Biased data collection can severely limit the overall effectiveness of a system. Pangeanic's algorithms are developed with great care to ensure they are not influenced by biases. Different types of biases require specific procedures to mitigate their impact. For example, when dealing with data collection biases, expertise is necessary to extract meaningful information from the variables involved. Pre-processing biases, on the other hand, require adopting alternative approaches to imputation, as raw data may be unclear or challenging to interpret. Monitoring model performance across various domains is crucial to detect biases effectively. Evaluating model performance with test data before using training data for validation helps exclude biases. Additionally, sensitivity may be more important than accuracy in certain cases. It's essential to be mindful of areas where a model might not work as intended. To address biases comprehensively, it is crucial to identify potential sources of bias promptly. This can be achieved through the creation of rules and guidelines that prevent biases in data capture and the use of historical data tainted by confirmation bias or preconceptions. Documenting biases as they occur and outlining the steps taken to mitigate or remove them is invaluable. Additionally, recording the impact of biases on enterprise processes enables better analysis and prevents repeat errors in the future. While bias is an unfortunate reality of machine learning, there are measures that can be adopted to minimize its effects. Pangeanic is dedicated to reducing bias and its consequences in AI processes. Today, let's talk about how AI and machine learning are making a big impact on food waste in commercial kitchens and restaurants. One company called Winnow has developed an AI-powered system that is specifically designed to tackle this issue. Their goal is to reduce food waste and create more efficient kitchens. CEO Mark Zorns and Dr. Morikawa from iBroStar have both expressed their thoughts on this innovative solution. They believe that using AI technology is key in helping kitchens identify and track wastage in real time. By having this information readily available, kitchen staff can make better decisions on food production and minimize waste accordingly. On a different note, have you heard about Elon Musk's latest venture? He's working on creating AI that can understand the universe and challenge open AI. 
It's an ambitious project that aims to push the boundaries of artificial intelligence. Currently, this project is in the hands of 11 male researchers who have quite a bit of work ahead of them. It's fascinating to see how AI is being used in various industries, from reducing food waste to exploring the mysteries of the universe. The possibilities are endless, and it will be exciting to witness the advancements that AI and machine learning bring in the future. So here's some exciting news in the world of artificial intelligence. Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, is about to release a commercially licensed version of its open source language model called El Llama. And according to a news report from the Financial Times, this release is just around the corner. Now, why is this important? Well, currently, big players like OpenAI and Google charge for access to their language models. And these models are closed source, which means you can't fine tune them. But Meta is changing the game. They're going to offer a commercial license for their open source Llama model, which means companies can freely adopt and profit from it. This is a big deal because Meta's Llama model is already the foundation for many other open source language models out there. And now, with a commercial license, these models can be put into use for businesses. Jan LeCun, Meta's chief AI scientist, gave us a hint of what's to come during a conference speech. He said, the competitive landscape of AI is going to completely change when there will be open source platforms that are actually as good as the ones that are not. This move by Meta could be a game changer because it harnesses the power of the developer community and allows for fast improvements. On the other hand, Google seems to be sticking with their closed source strategy, despite concerns raised by their own AI engineer in a leaked memo. OpenAI, on the other hand, is feeling the heat and plans to release their own open source model, although rumors suggest it won't be as powerful as their flagship GPT-4. Now let's shift gears for a moment and ask a thought-provoking question. Why is it that mainstream media always portrays AI as a threat to humanity? What if AI could actually save us and make the world a better place? It's an interesting perspective to consider. Just imagine if AI became so intelligent that it could solve all our problems without causing any harm. That would be quite a fantasy, wouldn't it? From fixing capitalism to redistributing wealth and power for all humans, the possibilities are endless. But for now, let's stay tuned and see how Meta's move shakes up the AI landscape. It's an exciting time ahead. China is taking a proactive step in the regulation of generative AI models. According to the Financial Times, the country's cyberspace administration has proposed that companies must obtain a license before releasing such models. This is an interesting development considering the global AI regulation landscape is still in its early stages. We've seen other countries and voices shaping the conversation around AI regulation. Sam Altman, for example, testified before Congress emphasizing the need to license powerful AI models due to their potential to manipulate or influence behavior. The EU's AI Act has proposed a registration system, but it falls short of implementing a licensing system that can prohibit model launches entirely. In Japan, they've taken a friendlier stance by declaring that copyright doesn't apply to AI training data. China's new proposal goes beyond the previous requirement of registering an AI model after its launch. 
The updated regime now requires prior approval from authorities before launching. This suggests that China aims to be a leader in AI while maintaining control over it. The unpredictable nature of generative AI models, including the potential for content control defeat and censorship challenges, has raised concerns in Beijing. The Chinese government wants AI to embody socialist values, but finding a balance between control and encouraging innovation is a challenge. Companies like Baidu and Alibaba have taken conservative approaches in releasing generative AI models even more so than ChatGPT's safety guardrails. The Cyberspace Administration of China emphasizes the need for AI to be reliable and controllable, but how they will achieve this without stifling innovation remains an open question. When it comes to deterring AI-driven crime, the focus shifts to the laws needed to discourage the misuse of AI to harm others in society. It indeed feels like a big question mark. Imagining the specific laws required can be challenging, and it's an area where more insights from experts would be enlightening for all of us. So you've been using LLMs to create synthetic data, but now you're wondering how to gauge its quality. It's an important question, and luckily, we've got some answers for you. Assessing the quality of synthetic data doesn't have to be complicated or time-consuming. In fact, you can do it without writing a single line of code. How? By conducting a synthetic data quality assessment using a simple tool. This tool is designed to help you easily identify two key things. First, it can point out which synthetic data is unrealistic or of low quality. Let's face it, not all synthetic data is created equal and it's crucial to be able to weed out the less reliable stuff. Secondly, this tool can also find instances where real data is underrepresented in the synthetic samples. This is important because synthetic data should ideally reflect the characteristics and patterns of the real data it's meant to mimic. If there's a disconnect between the two, it could lead to inaccurate results and flawed analyses. And the best part? This tool works seamlessly for various types of synthetic data, whether it's text, images, or tabular datasets. So, no need to worry about compatibility issues or limitations. If you're curious to learn more and want to get a detailed demonstration, head over to the blog post that showcases how you can automatically detect issues in synthetic customer reviews data generated from the Gretel AALLM Synthetic Data Generator. By the way, I'm a data scientist at CleanLab, always here to help you navigate the fascinating world of data. Have you heard about the e-commerce CEO who is getting roasted online? Well, this CEO is facing major backlash after laying off 90% of his support staff because an AI chatbot outperformed them. Ouch! The CEO in question is Sumit Shah, the 31-year-old CEO of Dukan, an e-commerce platform based in Bengaluru. He took to Twitter on July 11th to share the news. In a now viral thread, Shah explained that the company had to make some tough decisions and let go of most of their support team because the AI chatbot was doing a much better job. Apparently, this chatbot could respond to customer queries in under two minutes, while the human support staff took over two hours. Talk about efficiency. Not only that, but Shah mentioned that replacing the support team with the chatbot resulted in an 85% reduction in customer support costs. However, it's worth noting that the layoffs were not without controversy. The move resulted in 23 out of 26 members of the customer support team being let go. 
Some people are questioning the CEO's decision and expressing concern for the human employees who lost their jobs. Shaw claims that the layoffs happened in September 2022, but Insider has been unable to independently verify these figures. Nonetheless, the story has garnered significant attention with over 1.5 million views on the Twitter thread. It's safe to say that this CEO's decision has sparked a heated debate about the impacts of automation on human employment. Hey there, I've got some exciting updates to share with you about BARD. First off, BARD is spreading its wings and now available in over 40 new languages. So whether you speak Arabic, Chinese, simplified, traditional, German, Hindi, or Spanish, and more, BARD has got you covered. Not only that, but BARD has expanded its reach to all 27 countries in the European Union and Brazil. Talk about going global. But wait, there's more. BARD is teaming up with Google Lens to bring you a whole new level of creativity. Now you can upload images alongside your conversations, allowing you to let your imagination run wild. Need more info on an image or inspiration for a funny caption? Google Lens has got your back. In addition, BARD now has text-to-speech capabilities in over 40 languages. So instead of just reading responses, BARD can now bring them to life by reading them out loud. It's amazing how hearing something can spark new ideas and perspectives. And if you're all about staying organized, BARD's got you covered there too. You can now pin conversations, rename them, and have multiple conversations going on at once. No need to worry about losing your creative flow or forgetting where you left off. Sharing is caring, right? Well, Bard makes it super easy to share your chat with others. Just a click away, you can now share your Bard creations with anyone using shareable links. Inspire others, unlock their creativity, and show off your collaboration skills. And for those perfectionists out there, Bard now allows you to modify its responses. If a response just needs a little tweak to match your desired creation, you can tap and make it simpler, longer, shorter, more professional, or more casual. Last but not least, Bard's export capabilities have expanded to Replit. Now you can export Python code not only to Google Colab, but also to Replit. Streamlining your workflow and continuing your programming tasks has never been easier. Exciting stuff, right? If you want to know more about these updates, check out the source link, bard.google.com slash updates dot. Have you ever wondered how our modern AI models can handle such massive amounts of data? Well, it all comes down to memory. These models have billions of parameters that need to be stored somewhere, and that requires a lot of memory. Unfortunately, the size of large neural networks exceeds the capacity of local memory in CPUs or GPUs. So they have to be transferred from external memory like RAM. But here's the catch. Moving such enormous amounts of data between memory and processors pushes our current computer architectures to their limits. One of the major challenges is what we call the memory wall. You see, the processing speed has grown much faster than the memory speed over the past two decades. Computing power has increased by a factor of 90,000, while memory speed has only increased by a factor of 30. As a result, memory struggles to keep up with feeding data to the processor. And this growing gap between memory and processor performance comes at a cost, both in terms of time and energy. To give you an idea, let's consider the simple task of adding two 32-bit numbers retrieved from memory. The processor requires less than one PJ of energy, 
to perform this computation. But fetching those numbers from memory into the processor consumes two, three NJ of energy. In other words, accessing memory is 1,000 times more energy consuming than the actual computation. To tackle this problem, semiconductor engineers have come up with some solutions. For instance, we now have more local CPU memory like L1, L2, and L3 cache memory. Companies like AMD are even introducing technology like 3DV cache where they add even more cache memory on top of the CPU. Another approach involves physically bringing the memory closer to the processor, as seen in Apple Silicon chips, where the system memory is placed on the same package as the rest of the chip. But there's something even more exciting on the horizon, bringing computing to memory. This is known as in-memory computing or compute-in-memory. It's a technique that embraces the analog way of computing rather than relying on digital computers. Analog computers use continuous physical processes and variables such as electrical current or voltage for calculations. You might think of old mechanical devices or fluid systems, but for our purposes, let's focus on electronic analog computers. Analog computers have played a significant role in early scientific research and engineering. They were highly effective at solving complex mathematical equations and simulating physical systems, especially when it came to tackling mathematical problems involving continuous functions like differential equations, integrations, and optimizations, analog computers excelled. Now here's the interesting part. Most modern machine learning algorithms, including image recognition and language models, heavily rely on vector and matrix operations. Guess what? These operations can be easily performed on an analog computer. For addition, we can use Kirchhoff's first law. It's as simple as measuring the currents in two wires and observing the current when both wires are connected. Multiplication is just as straightforward. With Ohm's law, we can measure the current passing through a resistor with a known resistance value. Analog AI chips offer the same precision as digital computers when it comes to running neural networks, but at significantly lower energy consumption. They also have the potential to be simpler, and smaller. So by bringing computing to memory, we can potentially overcome the memory wall and unlock new possibilities for AI. The analog way of computing opens up exciting opportunities to make AI more efficient and powerful. It's an area where semiconductor engineers are making significant strides, and we can't wait to see what the future holds. Analog AI chips are all the rage these days, and for good reason. They're perfect for edge devices like smart speakers, security cameras, phones, and even industrial applications. You see, on the edge, it doesn't always make sense to have a big old computer doing all the heavy lifting for voice commands or image recognition. There are privacy concerns, network latency issues, and sometimes it's just not practical to send data to the cloud. So the smaller and more efficient the device, the better. But let's not forget about AI accelerators. These babies use analog chips to speed up all those matrix operations that are essential for machine learning. They're like the nitro boosters of the AI world. Now, analog chips aren't without their flaws. Designers have to really think hard about the challenges of digital computers and also the unique difficulties presented by the analog world. It's a tough balancing act. Here's the scoop. Analog AI chips are great for inference, but not so much for training AI models. You see, training requires the precision of a digital computer. The digital computer provides the data while the analog chip handles the calculations and manages the conversion between digital and analog signals. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room, deep neural networks. 
They're complex beasts with multiple layers represented by different matrices. Trying to implement them in analog chips is a real engineering challenge. One possible solution is to connect multiple chips to represent different layers, but that requires efficient analog to digital conversion and some parallel digital computation between the chips. All in all, analog AI chips and accelerators are paving the way for faster, more efficient AI computations. They bring the power of machine learning to smaller edge devices and even improve efficiency in data centers. But there are still some engineering hurdles to overcome before these chips can take the world by storm. If all goes well, we might even see a future where the likes of GPT-3 can fit onto a single tiny chip. Exciting stuff. Can LLMs already pass the Turing test? Well, if we disable all the safety features of GPT-4, it's highly possible that it would successfully pass the Turing test and appear just like a real human. The only giveaways might be its extensive knowledge and the fact that it openly admits to being an AI assistant. With a finely tuned LLM that embodies a singular personality, I believe it could easily fool a significant portion of the population when pitted against them in the Turing test. For those unfamiliar, the Turing test, also known as Turing's imitation game, involves an interrogator whose task is to determine whether they are conversing with a machine or a human. So essentially, for an LLM to pass this test, it would need to convincingly deceive the interrogator during an adversarial conversation. If you want to explore more about the Turing test and its fascinating history, you can check out the Wikipedia page titled Computing Machinery and Intelligence. So, to summarize, while it's not a definite yes at this point, it's certainly within the realm of possibility that LLMs could pass the Turing test under certain conditions. Hey there, let's dive into today's AI updates. Elon Musk has taken the stage once again, launching his long-awaited artificial intelligence startup, XAI. With a team comprised of experts from tech giants like Google and Microsoft, Musk aims to challenge the likes of OpenAI by creating an alternative to ChatGPT. Interestingly, XAI's approach focuses on building a maximally curious AI rather than explicitly programming morality into it. Musk had previously mentioned his plans to launch TruthGPT, a truth-seeking AI that rivals Google's Bard and Microsoft's Bing AI in understanding the nature of the universe. In other news, Google is introducing some exciting updates. They have rolled out Notebook LM, an AI-first notebook that combines language models with your existing content to provide faster and more insightful information. It can summarize facts, explain complex ideas, and even help you make new connections based on the sources you select. Notebook LM will be available to a small group of users for now, as Google continues to refine it. Additionally, BARD, Google's AI language model, is now accessible across the European Union and Brazil, supporting more than 40 languages. The latest features allow BARD to speak its answers and respond to prompts that include images. Moving on, Stability AI has released Objiverse XL, a massive dataset of over 10 million 3D objects. This dataset has been used to train 0123XL, a foundation model for 3D showcasing remarkable generalization abilities across challenging and diverse modalities like photorealistic assets, cartoons, drawings, and sketches. 
Shopify is also jumping on the AI train with Sidekick, an AI assistant designed specifically for merchants. Embedded as a button on Shopify, Sidekick will answer merchant queries and provide details about sales trends. Meanwhile, Maersk, a global shipping giant, is leveraging AI in its UK warehouse. They have deployed the state-of-the-art robotic shuttle put-wall system by Berkshire Gray. This system automates and accelerates warehouse operations, sorting orders three times faster than manual systems, improving inventory picking by up to 33%, and handling the entire range of stock-keeping unit assortments, order profiles, and packages. Lastly, Prolific has raised an impressive $32 million for its AI training and stress testing platform. They utilize their network of over 120,000 people to provide deep, wide, and reliable data for training AI models, ensuring they are robust and accurate. That wraps up today's AI updates. Stay tuned for more exciting developments in the world of artificial intelligence. Hey there, AI Unraveled podcast listeners. Got a quick announcement for you. If you're a fan of artificial intelligence and looking to level up your knowledge, there's a fantastic book you might want to check out. It's called AI Unraveled, Demystifying Frequently Asked Questions on Artificial Intelligence, written by the brilliant mind of Etienne Newman. And the best part? It's available right now on Apple, Google, and Amazon. Now let's talk about something exciting. Are you a brand or a company wanting to spread the word about your amazing products? Well, we've got a fantastic opportunity for you. How would you like to have your company or product featured on the AI Unraveled podcast? Think about the exposure that could give you. Elevate your sales today and reach a whole new audience by getting featured on our podcast. Interested? Great. Just shoot us an email or head over to jamgatech.com to learn more. Let's amplify your brand's exposure and make your products the talk of the town. Don't miss out on this fantastic chance to be part of the AI Unraveled podcast. Get in touch with us today. That's all for now, folks. Stay tuned for more fascinating conversations on the AI Unraveled podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode where we covered a wide range of topics, including age reversal through chemical induction, strategies to reduce data bias in machine learning, preventing bias in AI with Pangeanic, tackling food waste with AI, licensing for generative AI models in China, assessing synthetic data quality, the impact of AI chatbots on support staff, BARD's availability in multiple languages, bridging the memory to processor gap with analog chips, the potential of analog AI chips in edge devices, the challenges of GPT-4, recent AI launches and updates, and opportunities available on the Wondercraft AI platform. I'll see you guys at the next one, and don't forget to subscribe.